0: to the homeschool high school podcast brought to you by seven sisters homeschool.com and the ultimate homeschool podcast network. I'm Vicky and I am so excited to be back with my buddy Julie Poleko and we have some cool updates on what she's doing these days. So <laughs> Julie tell us about Uh, your high school course that you're doing, but also what you're doing with life. Like We homeschool moms do have a life outside of homeschooling, so fill us in.
1: Okay, so um, I I have four kids, and uh, the last one is a sophomore this year, so Mm -hmm. I decided it's time for mom to start pursuing something she's always wanted to do, and Mm -hmm. I have started um a doctoral program in Chinese medicine so I'm very excited about that
0: that is so interesting and it's so cool to have a chance to invest in yourself yes yes it's
1: something I've always um wanted to do to expand okay. on my already uh, western herbal background
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um because my kids uh, all four of them have some kind of special need mm-hmm. um and i had to do an alternative um language arts program for mm-hmm. especially for my older son mm-hmm. um and one of my readers contacted me and asked me about uh this alternative language program um and so i decided to create it myself because i couldn't find it anywhere to to lead them to and it's blogging 101 for teens so i am teaching that as you know as well as the other things that i've created um to to provide that alternative um for kids
0: that is so cool and what we'll do is we'll put links in the show notes so that folks can find out about it and that's a really good segue to what we wanted to talk about today because we were discussing creative language arts alternatives for teens who have special needs and a lot of times uh, you know teens have things that they need that are not in your regular curriculum and so when there's some special needs and you want to teach them in the way that's best for them and what they need so mm-hmm. let's let's talk about some ideas so what what would you do and what have you done with your special needs kids
1: so um as i was mentioning with my oldest son who has severe dyslexia he really um it took him a long time to learn to read and then of course you can't really write if you can't read right <laughs> it's kind right. of hard <laughs> um, And um, so for his high school, I had planned put together something alternative. And this is one of the things that I um, that I do recommend parents consider is is that writing a big, long college essay can be really challenging for them. Um, And uh, especially if they struggle with reading and writing to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I recommended to them to uh, to have the child start a blog um, because there are lots of free platforms out there. They mm-hmm. learn a little bit about um, how to set up a website. So that's a skill that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they can have shorter writing assignments. It's much easier for a child to handle a three or 400 word paragraph. And I actually started my son with even shorter paragraphs. He's doing a hard hundred 150 word paragraphs and then we work up to the longer posts and that helps them to build confidence and it helps break down the writing into, into into little bites that they can actually do and uh and then they're also building a life skill with blogging too because I don't know with the kids with my own kids that with the ADHD and Asperger's and stuff they they would often they would always ask and even kids without special needs ask well why do i have to do this what is the point point?" Yeah. <laughs> and i really liked the relevance of teaching them something that almost every business even not even just um just people in general that isn't necessarily business but even banks and plumbers and like all kinds of things i mean those are businesses too but they're not online businesses necessarily, and even they have blogs and uh, need to need to have that presence. And so they the the kids not only get to learn something that's relevant and that's at their own pace, um, but it's something that's helpful that they can apply into a workforce as well.
0: What did your son think about doing a blog?
1: Well it was really helpful to him because then a couple years after he graduated he actually got some much longer posts published on uh, a popular site uh, medium.com so And I was, I mean, I was really impressed (laughs) and with with him that he his writing skills had grown. He was able to articulate that well to be able to be on there. And also that his ability to write longer posts had expanded as well. So he took that and ran with it and was able to to do something beyond. And so that was
0: (laughs) That is so cool. Oh my goodness. That's a respected site that's well read. And so that means he had developed a lot of confidence in how he could write and communicate. That's so
1: cool. Yes. So it really helped him to work that way.
0: Yeah. So what are some other things you have done with your teens for creativity and language arts?
1: Well, my oldest daughter, um, she's 23 now. She, for some of her uh, language arts, um, she she also, uh, had a, has ADHD, and she did the Nano the um, mm-hmm. novel writing month, mm-hmm. and we counted that as a full semester of uh, writing credit. And she did actually write a novella for that uh, challenge she met her goal and it was um, it was like an 80 page novella and it was about an idea that she had been playing with for a while and she's it was really great for her to see that she could accomplish a goal in a short period of time because of course they do have problems with the planning and the organizing and the sticking with something over a long period of time so this was something it was like she didn't have the challenges of her brother in terms of being able to write, but it was more sticking with something over a longer period of time so it was like. How about you just cram it all in into this one month, you can do it and um, and she she did, and it was she had a finished product at the end, which is really nice too, because she could have that published. Through um, you know one of the uh, self publishing services and uh, and see that yes she can accomplish this big goal um just by pushing through so that was really um good for her
0: you know that's such an interesting idea because with adhd if you spread a novella out over a year they are gone in a while but the intensity of one month of cramming everything in that short period of time would help sustain the attention I imagine yes yes now was there anything you did to help her organize or she just was interested enough in it that she was able to get it done
1: um, I did help her see like what the daily word count goal needed to be in order to accomplish the goal. and um, and I also helped her with sort of um, the novel construction. Uh, you know how do you how do you tell a good story? You know, mm-hmm. we did talk about that, and you know you have to have problems and how do you move the story along. But it was a first effort and, um, you know, I mean, it's not going to be like, you know, award winning stellar uh, writing necessarily, but she had already had some practice with writing uh, short stories beforehand. And so she had uh, she had some ideas and I helped her to work through blocks when she couldn't figure out what was going to happen next. Uh Then I would help ask. I would ask her questions and help her to come up with the next thing um to help her meet meet her goal
0: how did she fin- feel when she finished that novella in one month
1: well she was really happy about that but then she was she was also well I could have written more it was, <laughs> <laughs> was like well, that's a big accomplishment that's what you did <laughs> it, was, it was like it was a, it was a well if I had if I had if I had challenged myself a little more, I could have written a longer book you know <laughs> but um but she was she was generally pretty happy with herself and saw you know that she could accomplish big things.
0: yeah, it sounded like it really increased her confidence. That's really cool yes. any other things you guys have done in your family?
1: um well, we also we hosted uh, a book club now that things are kind of relaxing a bit around uh you know world (laughs) events we um that people can do that again and Mm -hmm. we uh I helped select those books though so that it was a survey of classics across different genres Mm -hmm. um because you know I mean not every not there are so many classics in you know, there's classic science fiction, as well as classic detectives, not, you know, and mystery and other mysteries and not just the sort of Wuthering Heights and Jane Austen type of classics. And she did read some of those, but we did some other types of classics as well um, to sort of expand the palette and switch it up a little bit. But so that, 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 offered that, um, The fun aspect of being able to talk about books with other teens Mm -hmm. Um, that was very early on, it was more like a freshman year kind of thing, um, because as some of the kids as they moved later into later years. They didn't have the time to meet and they didn't always consider it at class, Mm -hmm. but um you know you if you are challenging them with some book reviews or, uh, you know, rewriting the ending or different parts of it. And you're doing some deeper discussion using some great books, guides and things like that uh, to really challenge the them to think about the different elements of the writing and how it makes it work. uh, You can have a very successful book club that can be can count as credit. Um, And um, I mean, what do they do in a literature class? That's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but this way it's it they can meet with friends, they have some say in what they're reading, and um, but I, I did Lead the discussion on the books to make sure that there was some depth and um, some critical thinking involved um, with mm-hmm. that. So, that is another idea. Sometimes they call it a salon, hosting a salon, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it, whatever you want to call it, it's really kind of a book discussion yeah. group.
0: <laughs> that is that's such a good idea. And I like the idea of like rewriting the ending or letting them do a book review because you don't have to do something really heavy and long in order to have interacted if you do want a writing assignment related to the book. And it's so good for teens to discuss books. So the guided discussion is is a good thing. Yeah. Any other ideas?
1: Um, Well, one that I have seen, we haven't, um, we did do some of this uh, and um, we did it more around Shakespeare, but you could do it around other things as well uh you know using movies as literature mm-hmm. or using live plays as a uh springboard for discussing well um the 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 written play uh that is also also provides some alternatives like you know comparing the movie to the book mm-hmm. um you know like we're big Lord of the Rings fans so it's like you know looking at well what did they do like which do you like better <laughs> yes and um and and some of the other older ones um you know, you can looking at Frankenstein like the old black and white you know compared to the book like um the when they were small they saw some differences in things like Pinocchio it was just, so that was very fun but that that is an alternative that can be um inspiring for uh, special needs kids as well and that they very often are very visual learners um and they have no problem watching films and uh, and plays and so then it, it well let's do let's do a critical analysis a critical comparison between the written and the performance and how did they did they have to make those changes and um where are the changes does it make the story move better um and uh it it helps them to be able to envision it better also especially at those hard Shakespeare plays (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) seeing it performed helps make it easier to read it um
0: so so when you had um books that you were doing with your kids uh, did you have like your your son with dyslexia Um, listen to audio book versions.
1: Yes. Yes. He, what we did with him was, um, he would listen and he'd have the print copy also so that, um, he could get the gist of the words and the page while he was listening. The only problem with that is, is that sometimes the audio book doesn't match the written book exactly. Oh, and um, that's a problem of, of, for obvious reasons. Because yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes when they do the audio book, um, it's it may be a little bit abridged, it may be slightly dramatized, uh, and it can also be really hard to find audio versions of all of the classic books you want to read.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. So, um. But so other than some little glitches like that it was mostly uh mostly that was what we were able to do Just have him follow along or at least he even if it wasn't exact and he he could still get the idea of what the chapter was about so that then if he was reading it on his own he'd already know what it was supposed to be about and he could fill in himself yeah that's what
0: All right. So let's talk about a little bit more about the course you're doing teaching mm-hmm. teens about blogging and how mm-hmm. to find that.
1: It can be found. I have a, a big button on my website, Milkweed School, because it's in my school and um, you can click on that and it will take you to the catalog page, which will show the uh, the blogging course on there. Um, otherwise, the direct uh, website for that is milkweedschool.julienaturally.com. So That's it's awesome. it's all uh, it's all affiliated with my okay. <laughs> with my blog uh, Julie Naturally. Um, yeah, and I, I the classes will start in August.
0: Okay. And will they be one semester
1: class? Yes. Yes. It's a one semester class. Uh, it's beginner. So it's mostly teaching teens how to write different types of blog posts. So it covers a lot of the same types of things that you might cover in a writing class. How do you know? how do you write the how to post? How do you write the personal story post, the review post? I mean, it's there's 10 different types of blog posts that it covers, plus the nuts and bolts behind the scene. And I take a look personally at everybody's uh, blogs and their posts. So I give feedback on everything that they're doing. And um, at the end of it, they have they have 10 posts or more for their blog. They've got a blog set up. And, um, and from there, they can continue to add additional posts to their website. Um, I'm debating about we're offering like an advanced one for teens. But the first one, the, the basics there is mostly teaching them how to write these posts because it's the foundation of blogging. Yeah. And it's also the foundation of all types of other writing too. So it helps them in on multiple levels.
0: That is awesome. So we will put links in the show notes, and people can get in touch with you that way. Any other ways to get in touch with you, Julie?
1: Uh, well, um, my website, uh, julienaturally.com. and also I'm on I'm I am on Facebook, and that's you know Facebook uh, at Julie you know slash Julie Naturally. And um, I'm also on Instagram and my handle is (laughs) (laughs) julie.naturally.
0: Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we should wrap it up there. Thank you, Julie. And this is fun. And I bet you there's going to be some teens who have a blast writing blogs with you.
1: Thank you. All right.
0: We will wrap this up. Thank you for being with us at the Homeschool High School podcast. Brought to you by 7 Sisters, and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.